episode number 96 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan, myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, you're in quarantine in your, your new TRS headquarters there, I see. Are you? I am, yeah. I mean, this is this is our first episode post... The, I, well, it was it was uh, Friday the 13th of March, that was it. Friday the 13th, the world <laughs> went to shit. It did. Quite, quite, I wouldn't say quite literally, but... Not far off it, eh? No, and I think, uh, yeah, I guess there's only one thing on everyone's lips is the is coronavirus, and you know we okay, we're not we're a, we are a running podcast, we're not belittling at all the the severity of it all, but so but from a running perspective, coronavirus absolutely tore apart the running calendar on Friday. Ah, oh, didn't didn't adjust, eh? I mean, you know, there's there's me. I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start off now. You know, there's me not signing up to any races and. Not, you know, I don't need to peek, but you guys are all peeking at the moment, all signed up to your, your, your little, your little marathons in April, and and they're no longer. Exactly, exactly. And if we, I mean, and we're going to talk. I mean, yeah, let's yeah, let's preempt, preface everything with the fact that it's, it's, it is pretty serious, and it's really, you know, there are some really difficult times with people ahead. You know, we're talking about over seventies getting not being able to um or being encouraged to stay at home. There's lockdowns in countries, there's a lot of infection, there's you know, people are some at high at risk people are are there's dying, but if we try and give the, the T R S fan base a bit of lightheartedness, it's that our bloody marathons are cancelled. I know. I'm I'm as you say, I'm kind of uh I'm in the shape of my life and uh London is now well actually I saw something quite someone put it on Strava quite good. Twenty nine weeks to London. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So the news is the London Marathon has been bumped back as we as everyone suspected amongst many, many marathons. London is now bumped back to the fourth of October, which will be quite that'll be quite a cool thing to run London in October. Uh it might it might be potentially it might be warmer than than, than April, because October, the start of October can be still quite warm. Yeah. You know, compared to April, That's true. You know? so I think especially down in London. So, and maybe. training through the summer. Yeah. So what about the? I mean, let let's not just jump straight into the coronavirus, folks. But we we will talk quite quite extensively about it and how it affects uh, you know impacts and you you listeners out there. But also, we've got a fantastic interview that we uh, we like. Well, we lined up and uh, executed last week in the form of national cross country champion Jamie Crow. So uh, it's it's going to be insightful. It, it was a fantastic interview. Thoroughly enjoyed it. So we'll we'll be uh, revealing that later on in the show, folks. And Jamie Crow, fresh off the back of one of the few races that happened last week, running a sixty-four thirty over a half marathon on the weekend. Precisely, Tom. And I tell you what, that's, uh, I think, you know, you'll listen to the interview and I think that's what he's predicting to run between 64 and 65. So. Interesting. Oh, he's on. Interestingly, now, I've got a couple of mates uh, who who were running the bath half as well, right? And <laughs> and Debbie was like, you know, I, I knew they were running it. Freya, you know Freya and, and David Aki? Freya Fentis. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Freya Atkinson now and David Atkinson. So uh, they were okay. at the wedding and then... Um, they uh, they were running it and they were estimating, you know, they had a kind of rough half marathon time in mind. Now, I'm no word of a lie. Ask Debbie. They were like, what do you think he'll get? And I said, I think Aki will get like it was one one thirteen twenty three and it was one thirteen sixteen. And then the next nice. one, what do you think Freya will get? And I was like, one twenty seven 
16. What did she get? 127, 20, no, 127.19. How crazy wow. is that? You know, I must be like, I, I need to find a job. A ticket, I need to, we need, you know, that's something. You know, local races, they should be in the bookies. <laughs> and, and, Easy and, to throw though, that's the problem. Well, that's it, yeah. But anyway, it was, uh, I was quite, that, that was just a sideline, folks, but, you know, one of the few races I was, I, I was highly entertained by that, you see. But we've got, so we've got that, yeah, so Jamie Crow, really exciting to get him on, another national champion to join the TRS ranks. We've got, there's been ultra running on the D33, we've got some other, there have been a few races across Scotland, obviously we're going to talk about coronavirus, and, and yeah, and kind of speak fairly off the cuff about what everyone's thinking in terms of running and what it does to to life as a runner. And by all means, we are not experts in the coronavirus, so uh, absolutely. But you know, it's just what we've heard, and it's um, uh, more knowledgeable than us on on the coronavirus. But um, we'll certainly share some experiences and perhaps how it impacts or how it's going to. Uh, impact on us in the future potentially so yeah and it, i mean it's yeah it's crazy and I, and you know i think the the difficulty is it's not just runners but it's race organizers as well i mean you face there's a lot of questions being faced we know the scottish government have put out guidance about gatherings of less than 500 people indoors or outdoors should be should be cancelled i don't think it's in law so if you're a race organizer what do you do park run i mean I, you know i went down to a park on the weekend and um i kind of thought mm, this is a bit I was fine to be there, but there was guidance on, you know, saying don't spit and all that, and you know, it's all suddenly gets a little bit out of hand. I mean, um, yeah, it's it's strange times. That's a it's a weird one, eh? I, I saw I saw there was something on Running Friends Scotland uh, about <laughs> about people spitting in a race. I'm not going to say what one it was, but um, I, I you know I I've, I'm I'm guilty to it, but I mean I. I some, one thing I, I tend not to do is, I try not to anyway, uh, is spitting in front of people. But it's so difficult if you're racing. But so you know, some, some people just think it's, you know, and I'm sure most of you listeners are probably the same, but sometimes you just need to do it, you know. And uh, But I think there's there's, uh, there's a time and a place to do it, you know. You can do it, in, you know, if you're running in, in the country or something, then you should be okay and, you know, not just doing it directly in front of someone or, you know, or at least if it's a busy place, you're going to do it, then, you know, cover your mouth or something when you do it. Or, mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I, but at the same time, I don't think it's really going to... To be it, honest, it's not, it's, not gonna, it's not good practice to be spitting at people <laughs> at exactly, the best of times. Exactly, yeah. But at yeah. the same time, I do... I think that that is some idiot who's put that up, you know, is a... I mean, there's... There are genuinely bigger problems than that right now, you know. It's, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think people were getting a little bit, uh, <laughs> yeah. a bit just a, a bit too excitable over something that's not really gonna, uh, you know, kill the whole world, something like that, you know. So, but, well, as you said last week, and as you said at the start at the top of the show, Kyle, you are one of you're one of the lucky ones in the sense you've you've you're not you've got nothing on your race calendar anyway. So <laughs> exactly. all, this, all this deliberating we've had about what race you're gonna do. Um, it's now uh, it's now pointless. Uh, well, saying that, I, I I tied my my running shoes up this weekend and I got myself in a cheeky wee race. So last, uh, you know, a, a last minute race. So uh, and that might be one of the last ones for a while. So I'm I'm quite fortunate. You know, the irony is, 
I managed to get in a race, Tom, and, and you're still peeking for I mean, I wasn't... Well, you eh. say that. I tried to get you to line up at a park run, and you dodged me. I thought, well, yeah, I know. And I, and I knew there was only, you know, one space, uh, so I knew that the chances of you getting in would be low. So, so what, well, what, I actually hope if Parton doesn't get, if Parton doesn't get cancelled, we should go again this weekend. We'll get, the, ah. get all, I'm going to try and get as many of the, the, the lads out as possible next time we have a Parton because there's, we're, we need to enjoy this while we can and create a bit of racing culture. Well, I've got a staggering this weekend, so I won't be there, but oh, I'll be, be in Edinburgh. In I'll you be in Edinburgh. Edinburgh-based listeners. Anyway, so back to back to your race. So you did line up. How was it? How was your? How how did it feel to get back out on the on the start line of a race? Oh, it was. It, I don't know. It's weird because like I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the national championships or anything, but the bit the Newburgh Beach Bash, nonetheless, it was a fantastic race. It was uh, a, the best way to describe it was it's a 10k multi-terrain race. So there's a little bit of road, there's a little bit of trails, some sand dunes, you go along the beach, it's fantastic. Nice. So it was about 300 runners, but I mean, it, you nice. know, all, all the way up until the, the night before, they were thinking of, you know, whether or not it would be cancelled or okay, at least uh, con- contingency um, plans in, in terms of minimising the, you know, the, the, the impact of the coronavirus spreading. Um, so what, what they ended up doing, which I thought was fantastic that they still managed to keep it going, but was the, the the village hall they never opened it up for runners so people had to put their bags elsewhere or find a place to store them or leave them in their cars or the houses whatever and another one was your your goodie bags well not your goodie bags but your your race snacks and your your snacks at the end of the race they put them all in like plastic bags and you just collected your your couple oh, really? of cakes at the end yeah yeah oh, which, right. Which I thought was, you know, good on them, you know, because yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, and I think it was all outside, and the, the the presentation was quite soon afterwards to avoid any crowds. But they basically start, you know, got people. Once people finished, uh, you know, they soon packed up just to avoid any people lingering. You see, so so yeah, well done. It was uh, the New Bride Dunes, um, the running club there, so you know fantastic race uh really enjoyed it and and i got the win as well tom so nice uh the cheeky cheeky wee course record as well um so that was held by mark mccluskey i had one eye on the watch the whole this one time one one of the only times i put my suit on and uh could huh. see the clock ticking out tick, so, ticking down so it's on strava then if if it was if your watch was on it's not on strava but it's stored in my watch so i'm, okay. I'm actually I've I've got my my USB here, so I might upload it all tonight. How, see. So how how can you run from yesterday beyond Strava and today, but your run from Saturday is not? Because that was on my phone, my mobile. Ah right, okay. I've just okay. been using my, my Strava app and sticking that one. Okay, I've got you. Aye. Okay, you're a man of many devices. But yeah, course <laughs> records. Yeah, well done. <laughs> so it was it was good good fun. Um, but there's nothing worse, you know, when you. You know you have to run the last kilometer hard, and you're like, "Oh man, if you want to get the record." So, so that was nice. It was nice to uh, to to do that. And uh, Brian Kinghorn, he went off like a rocket at the start. Uh, managed to pull away from him. Kept looking behind <laughs> though, and uh, that was I was safe. And, and uh, Richard Horn was third overall in the uh, first oh, vet. Yeah. So well, in in Fraser Gormley got the got the third senior male. Um, 
bit fourth overall because he got beaten by no, you know, an older man. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to watch what I say there. Um, so yeah, by, beaten by a master. That's yeah, a master. I always, yeah. think that's a, I always think that's a classy way to master. to to say that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's there's not really any other way. To say it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, a metro one two three. So nice. it, was, it was good. And uh, my wife, my fellow wife, she got the win, got the course record too, and uh, nice. and and, and uh, Emma Watt was second, Jog Scotland Contour, and not sure who was third, but our our good old listener, TRS listener, Kirsty Harper, third vet as well. So a big shout out to Kirsty. Nice. Yeah, and um, yeah, other than that, it was just a good wee race. You know, I'll certainly look to do it again. And a uh, shout out to Martin Dickey for supplying the the, the punk AF beer. I was a little bit disappointed it was non-alcoholic at the end, but you know, well, you know, I like punk. I like I like punk AF, mate. I'm I'm really I'm I'm off the marathon train now, so I'm off the wagon. But up until the weekend there, I was getting quite into. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, punk AF, decent beer. I like um, Brooklyn Lager special effects. Nice, Jinga's Scotland's um, Scotland's answer to Erdinger. Definitely. Do you yeah. know? I also. The thing is, if you're out driving, you, if I've got driving now, I'm not in town. I'm nipping in just to see folk for a beer, and I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered getting the bus or anything or getting a lift from Fiona. I'll have an AF and drive because the punk. Well, oh, you be drinking is, an AF while you're driving. No, no, no. I mean, I'll drive in, have a punk AF, and drive back. What I mean is, it's much better a night on punk AF than it is on um, on the cokes. Oh, I yeah. You know, that... it's, it's much. It's a. It's decent. I was never a massive fan of a nanny state, if I'm honest, but. Punky F, I've I've enjoyed that. I I I think I think it's it's a good thing to have. But I mean, what, what about lunchtime? Do you have a Punky F at you know we your lunch? You know at work? <laughs> I'm remote working. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's not as good as the real deal, but it's uh anyway. Yeah. So no, that's good. That's good that you were on. You were getting any beers at the end then? Oh no, yeah. Oh, it was good. It was good. Good fun. I really enjoyed it. So uh, so there you go. Two of the boxes that TRS look for in a race checked. Saturday race, check. Yeah. Beers at the finish, kind of check. Yeah. And also, uh, and, and another, you know, shout out to the medals, the Newborough medals. So, you know, you've got the, the seals at Newborough Beach. You know, there's mm-hmm. massive seals. Um, yeah. So it's a nature reserve. So every year they change the the animal on the medal. Ah, that's cool. So, you know, one year it's been a seal. Another year it's probably been a dolphin. Uh, this year it was an owl. An so owl. that was quite cool. Yeah, and I was like, an owl? Okay. There's not owls in Uber. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then as we are driving back, uh, this owl flew past the car, <laughs> almost <laughs> run the thing over. <laughs> so so what the hell is that? That's not a seagull. No, that's an owl, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that, that was quite cool. And uh, yeah, let's let's segue that into, before we talk about your training, um, we've had some, some, some of the listeners getting back about medals and some some of the trophies or prizes, not even prizes, just finishers, mm. uh, merchandise. So have you got uh, you got a few there that you yeah, want? Yeah. So we got a we got a really we got a nice message on Twitter from Ian Beatty, uh, Scottish Alex chairman, and um, you know all round athletics and ultra man. And uh, Ian was saying, so he said one of the best race prizes he's had must be the West Helmway race uh, Glencairn Crystal Goblet. Apparently everyone loves them, and they and when at the prize giving, you all get to go up and and collect it. So that's uh that's really cool. Um, I've actually since looked it up online. Yeah, that is a very nice um 
bit of a bit of bling from a race. And then the other one, a really local one, it was Kyle, you pointed this out beforehand. And a mate of mine, I went for a, a shout out to Jordi DeBoer, a, a friend of mine who, I was, who ran D33 in the weekend, he was showing me his medal. And it's a wooden um, train ticket. Obviously, D33 being out and back on the yeah. old D-side line. And it's a, a wee wooden train ticket that has, and I can't remember what it says in it, maybe it says Duthie Park to Banker or something. Return. It's something like that, yeah. 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 And it's really nice. It's a really nice medal. And uh, yeah, kudos to those the race organisers for that. Those are really cool things to hand out. Yeah. And I think we need to continue, you know, race organise out there, be quirky with your prizes and your finisher mementos because, you know, I think gone are the days of a metal, you know, just a boring medal from you know a a a, 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 a kind of a supplier that's it's just a generic medal let's let's be inventive folks and, and do things quirky it doesn't have to be a medal one of the one of the races i'm going to be entering well i've entered uh, is the hungary ultra trail one and you can get a, there's a choice of whether or not you want a fridge magnet or like a, a coaster and um, which i think is quite cool and, and it's in the entry Nice registration page, and you can opt out if you don't want to get. Which you don't, you know, you don't lose. It doesn't take take the price off, but it's still nice that you can opt in and opt out if you're not even that bothered about it. So, and yeah, uh, yeah I thought it was quite quirky. That is cool. So, so yeah, the, so um, yeah. No, I was gonna. Um, what was I gonna say? I'm absolutely blank. What I was gonna say? Oh yeah, the um. So on and speaking of like of cool merch and stuff. Listeners will be pleased to discover that we're, we are genuinely making progress on the shorts. So it was something that dropped off the radar a bit, and we've now we've been chasing it a bit. And actually, I say I say we, you, you have. Well, we both we're give both yourself doing, a bit we're, both, we're, do, we're both doing different parts of this, yeah. but so Ron Hill specials who did the original shorts have come back, and because we want to have our logo on it, and maybe we should put a poll on this. We want to put the TRS logo on the shorts, and uh, Ron Hill have come back saying your logo doesn't, which Leo Connor did a excellent job of designing the logo doesn't really come out on the shorts so we had a bit of to and fro about how we could do this anyway so they've come back with a new print design for us mm. which is pretty cool so yeah. it is still a tartan short but it's not that like red one so it would be it would be a trs podcast tartan that short. is amazing the so, trs podcast clan you know exactly what a better way to build a community than have a trs podcast clan <laughs> So we are approaching the point at which we will, and hopefully in this, these dark running in general times, we'll be able to shed, bring some light to listeners' lives by giving them a pair of TRS shorts to, to run in. But we'll, um, yeah, stand by in the next few weeks. We'll hopefully, um, uh, Kyle's le- leveraging his expertise as a former run-for-it man to, to make sure that we're right on getting samples and getting sizes and what we do. So we're looking at that, and uh, once we get that, we'll look at um, how we get them to listeners. But yeah, making progress there. Yeah. And the po- actually, in the poll I was going to suggest on, we're umming on where do we put this logo? Kyle, what do you reckon? I like the idea of having the logo on the back of the short. I you put it where your where your groin is, you know, your groinal area. <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> Just looking at your logo. <laughs> I hope it's your logo. <laughs> Sorry, folks. That's. Far below, well below the belt there. Um, nah, maybe you could, you know, maybe on your rear would be quite cool. Because <clears throat> I, I mean, you're not really wanting to look on the side of your. Sh- I mean, short shorts are. They're, they're, not, they're not. They're not really much much, there, so At least if they're looking behind you, you don't know they're looking at you, and you might feel less uh, self-conscious. So my my, I think on the back will look cool. The only thing being is if you've got your running vest on, or it has to be a low enough 
Right, um, so we'll be on the, I would say on the leg, on the bottom of the short. Yeah, but then the issue you might have is people might put them on the wrong way around, you know? Uh, well, yeah, true. You have the other oh, wee tie at the front. I have, yeah. If, if it's got a tag on the back, then I think we're, we're all good. Check out this ledge yeah. at the D33. Oh, who's he? Some boy in a pair of what are quite long tartan running shorts. Well, I've, I've only ever seen tartan running shorts as a like a split, you know, like a racing short. And this guy's got knee-length tartan running shorts. Absolutely brilliant effort. I oh. gave him a big shout. Did you take a picture of his shorts, you creep? I did. I gave him a shout saying I love your tartan shorts and took a picture of them. So. What about, um, well, that's the thing. Do we want short shorts or do we want to have, like, you know, racing oh, shorts? Racing oh. shorts. You can't wear them out for training runs. I mean, you can. You just get a few yeah, pelters. I, but do you, not want to, do you not want to be able to see it, like, at a park run or, or even something like a major marathon, a guy in a pair of TRS oh, running shorts? Uh, yeah, that, that would be class. Be, that You're watching be... London live on TV and you see one of our elite listeners smashing out <laughs> something ridiculous in a pair of TRS shorts. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that, that does sound brilliant. But, I mean, the, the quote we've got, right, folks, and I will be honest, we need a hundred of you to buy yeah. a pair of shorts. Now, we're not looking... You know, it is a big ask, but I think we've got the base, the listener base to, to you know, for you to purchase those. And we're not looking for a profit, folks. Um, you know, we want to cover our costs. So, uh, you know, TBC in terms of how much they'll be, but they will be affordable and they'll, they'll last yeah. you for decades. Exactly. exactly. And the, you, the, we ne- you never know, there may only be one order. We'll probably, as Kyle says, one. we'll probably wait ask for people to to commit to it once we've got 100 names we'll put the order in and we'll see how it happens there may or may not be a future order so you don't they may be collectors items they could be you know and you can sell them to you know you can sell them like like your hand sanitizers are you know (laughs) (laughs) they could be as so uh yeah we'll we'll all all will be revealed very shortly um once we we figure out a way of 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 uh of you committing to that hundred those hundred pairs will be they'll be like yeah like you say you know they'll be they'll, they'll be like Luro exactly so speaking of Luro then let's get let's jump on to the what's on everyone's lips end the coronavirus and the 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 devastation to the race calendar there is I mean there is as of today it's Monday night so Scotch Alex today rightly have postponed the road relays to a future date. There is. I currently have no race entered till October. So your is your uh, your total race being cancelled as well? Is it? That's pushed. And your Antrim one. What about that? Antrim, Antrim till next. So Antrim hilariously there this weekend, and they were desperately clicking on saying we're still going ahead, <laughs> and they took absolute pelters. So at the Antrim half, which you know that was a short-lived uh, affair for me. I was delighted that. Um, I was offered a, an elite, well, Kyle and I were offered elite places to run it. Um, <laughs> I don't and, know why uh, I was offered one. <laughs> well, I mean, I was only offered one because Fiona was going. That is pretty quite oh, nice. but, anyway, but it's a really a great race and we exchanged some really cool stuff about how we were going to get involved in their their um, their pre-race party and, and, support, and doing a live podcast with them and really promoting it. Really well, exciting that, that's event. something that's going to, uh, in the next, if they postpone it, then we can, we can certainly take up the live podcast. You know, TRS exactly. goes live, you know. Which would be great. So anyway, and anyway, they took a bit of pelters on social media for 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 quite a over the course of the weekend trying to pretend they were still going to go ahead. Anyway, they're not going ahead like everyone else. They're pushing back till later in the year. Um, but yeah, so Kyle, the question I've got, which is I'm I'm wrestling with, is um, 
as everyone has is is what do we do? I mean, I, I saw the I saw the news on on Friday that London was postponed, and you know, I was out running listening to a podcast, and my phone was vibrating hellishly after about four miles, and I was like, I should probably check what this is, and I saw that London was postponed. I was supposed to be doing eight miles, and I just jogged straight to the car. And thought, Screw this! <laughs> Screw this! On a Friday night, honestly, I was like, this is. Well, anyway, so I went, I drew, just jogged back to the car, got home, planned a session on the weekend. I was like, sod that, I'm going to do a park run. Did a park run, still did a long run on Sunday. I still did 20 miles, more out of habit than anything else. But I'm now at the point I'm thinking, right, what do I do now? I've got, a, there's no point in me still banging out marathon training. And I still will run London. But my first reaction is probably try and just do, have a bit of a, not a rest. I mean, Put it this way, I can't stay at high mileage till marathon training till October. <laughs> Twenty nine weeks, <laughs> you know. See, so see that you know when you're drinking the uh, you know punk AF and all this non-alcoholic beer, and there, there's me sitting eating my Cheetos and drinking my beer, you know, enjoying life. All those sacrifices you've made, and you're just pissing it all away, Tom. Tell me about it, mate. Tell me about it. Can you not just find? Can you you know we we had a chat about this actually, didn't we? Can we not just make up a race? Get a get a, get a cheeky little race license. Do like you know ten people only, and maybe even five. You know, maybe even just me and you, Tom. You know, if park runs are cancelled, then we just it went do our race. My mind. On the weekend, I thought about this a lot on my long run, thinking, could we? We've got there's enough, and I'm I'm going to put an elitist hat on here. <laughs> there, you know, there's enough, and I honestly don't even include myself in this bracket. There's enough quick marathoners that we know that we could probably assemble twenty to thirty quick marathoners at the end of April to do a to do a to run a marathon and you would have to, what I came to the conclusion is as long as you could have it measured and timed I think you could get an interest I mean even if you don't get it measured or timed even if it's just an unofficial marathon but you just true. Yeah, like true. think about a downhill marathon from like uh, ba- Bankery like Bankery to Aberdeen, downhill finish, or, down Queen's Road, boom. Or PB's or, or, or you stop at Braemar. Oh, yeah, not past Braemar. Uh, what's Glen that? Glen she. Glen she. Glen she to Bankery. Glen to Bankery. Hi. That's some base, that. Do you know what? If you, all you need is someone in a car to drive in front yeah. of the group. And, 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 behind. and do you know what? Do you know what's? Uh, you know what I? What I it's love it. Know, this isn't. I shouldn't say this because it is serious, but. You know, I'm seventh in, and I, I was the last time I checked, seventh in the UK for the marathon at the moment. Nice. Yeah, which I think is cool, eh? Because all these cool. all these marathons are getting postponed. So of the, course, yeah. You know, I'm going to get to you know the, the Olympics. God, God for sake, they're still on, but you know the top ten performances, Kyle <laughs> Craig is still in the marathon. You know, and the UK Power Ten targets like two what two. Two eleven or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> two thirty-two. <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that because I noticed that British Athletics have said that they're going to look at organising a closed event for as an Olympic trial. Do because that, do you know what? The, do as a beacon of hope. Well, that, what's the standard? I mean, they're not going to close the roads for London, are they? I reckon yeah, they'll lap it. They'll do laps. I think you're right. I think they'll do it maybe at a race track or something. But the. The talk is that they'll do that, and the question is, what is the standard? Because if the standard's too, I mean, if the standards say two twenty, then you're you're still talking like top bracket runners. 
But if you pushed it to like 225, suddenly you, the likes of, but then maybe they do on half. Yeah, elites, you mean? Yeah, yeah, for elites only. Because guys like, if we talk about, you know, the guys like Kenny Wilson and, um, you know, that's guys who we know on this locally, that'd be interesting if they've got a sniff. Well, you think about your elites as well. They're not going to have the the same elites taking part in London because no one can get there. No, but what I mean is from a British perspective, because you still, if they still run the Olympics in July, August, which is a big if, but there's a lot of talk about saying the, the Olympics is the beacon of hope. Although I suspect the fact that majors have moved to October might suggest that Tokyo uh, will move out to end the year or January. But anyway, assuming it went ahead sometime in the autumn as planned, the the Brit British athletics need to select a team. I think how they're going to how they're going to do a track trials. I've no idea. I, I mean, there's going to be like your elite, your current elite London marathon entrance is going to be less who would take part if the standards are the same. So you'd think if I was you know the organisers, I would want more elites to be running or more London, you know, more, more British in, runners. yeah, more British runners in the in the elite field, even though they might not make the standard, but they might be in, it, yeah. yeah. Like, to, the, like the US trial. Exactly, just to beef it up a wee bit, because you never know, like, it, you, you want you want to still have an, if it's British athletics, you want you want your rankings at the end of the year to look good, you know, yeah. I mean, Kyle Gregg's lying seventh place at the moment, you know, you want that to go right down, don't you? But so, you know what, I would love them to put it at, and I know this, I, I'm, I'm aware that it cuts me out, but I would love them to put the stand at 2.30, because to see someone like Chris Richardson in a Metro vest line up at that trial would be sensational. <laughs> and every, be club, yeah. every club in Scotland would have their, their own version of that. Like, yeah. you know, a mate who is a, you know, a good club runner who's yeah. able to run at the British the Olympic yeah. team trial. <laughs> but I think that's for the, good, for the good of the sport, I think they should, though. Like, if, it, if it's within... You know, depending how the coronavirus gets on in terms of the numbers that, you know, in, in terms of mass gatherings, I think it's maybe something that they should do because there is a gap at the moment. For, I mean, yeah, OK, it's there's a massive gap for most runners to do a race at the moment. If it's yeah. the only thing we're really going to be doing in the foreseeable future is a park run, even a park run at the moment's highly unlikely that'll get gonna, knocked on the head yeah yeah so so there's going to be absolutely nothing there and and what you know what i can potentially see happening in the next few months depending on how things go because i'm not an expert like i said is people will just start organizing their own their own wee races you know yeah <laughs> just like it, the maximum number of them is 20 and you have to start uh, it might even be time trial races you know you your race starts at 905 the next mm. person starts at 9.07. And <laughs> That's a good idea. That would be I mean, cool. That, and, and the thing is, like, if you take park run, a lot of the parking courses, they're not exactly... You could run that on your own. I mean, the beach park run and... Or even the even the, the beach tent, the Metro Aberdeen Beach 10K, that route is marked, right? The yeah. start and the finish lines are marked on the prom. You could easily go out and do a 10K with, like, 15 people or something, just as a time trial. And, and to be honest, if it gets to the point that there are no races till... June, July. I actually, it's the type of thing I'll probably be with the the likes of yourself and the guys we train with. Start saying, right lads, let's do a, let's all line up and do that and see. Just as a measure of where you're in. Otherwise, it's, other. I mean, there is the argument of. I mean, I run because I enjoy running, but I also, but I train and I get out of bed in the morning and go out on cold days because I want to race, not because I enjoy it. You know, there's there's two parts of running, like the your beautiful blue sky day in the in the hills on a Saturday. That's because you love running. But when it's cold and it's wet. You get out of bed and you go out on those days because you're racing. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you're you're right. Um, and when you're drinking AF beer through the week, <laughs> that's because you're racing. <laughs> you loser. <laughs> oh, do you know what's, what's funny? For, I started actually weighing myself for the first time this year, and uh, I went, like like just because I was like ah, I've, I've been reading a few different books on on various things about performance. And one of them was like yeah, I would I'm intrigued to know what weight I get get to, and I've not adjusted my diet as such. The AF is aside, and uh, anyway, I hit the lowest number I've ever seen this week. The day that they cancelled London, which was for me is like well, 67 kilos is not super low, but it's like it, it's where I think I probably end up racing at most times. So again, I'm feeling good shape. Uh, I ran a I ran a Hazelhead Park one PB on Saturday. So I, I saw that. Yeah, very. I, really really, I had a really good session last Tuesday. Uh, where I put in a 16:25k before doing a bunch of 400s. I'm I'm at race weight, and everyone, so many people in the same boat. I know I'm preaching to convert here. It's just frustrating, you know. And we know it's a serious situation. We know it's the right thing to do, but it's just frustrating. <laughs> oh man, I saw. But well, let's 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 talk about your training then. Like you, your training and your park run. That was a great wee cheeky wee sixteen, and that's not an easy course. No, I was really chuffed, mate, because I was. Um, I mean, it's a park run. You know, and at the moment, because I've had four weeks on the bounce at like over 90 miles, my rolling, and I do pretty much the same thing every week. So the rolling seven days, a lot of miles in the legs and stuff. And um, it was really pleased to, to be able to run a decent time. Um, so, yeah, uh, everyone's got their own small goals. I, th- I always like getting on the sub-17 men board for a, for a part one. So wow. it's pretty sweet to do that at Hazelhead. Um, so, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed getting out and, and smashing it. There was a bit of, obviously, a bit of London frustration in there. Um, but uh, yeah, so I did that on Sunday, on Saturday. On Sunday, I was like, "What do I do? Do I just do a long run?" So I went out and did twenty miles. I thought I want to round up to ninety for the week again. You did twenty and miles. <laughs> yeah, and I'll maybe do. I'll maybe just now. Well, I want to finish. I, fi- I figured I've got a week's plan. I should see it out. <laughs> so did so. I finished the week, rounded it off, and then today I didn't double today as I have done the last few Mondays. I thought, um, yeah, I don't know. I need to have a think about what I'm going to do now, but. Um, yeah, it was it was a bit of a it was it was a bit of a funny one running on Sunday. I really couldn't be arsed, but then also I was like, I, I've got that arbitrary. I want to run ninety miles this week for no real reason. Very bizarre. But that's still good, you know, because like you're peaking, but okay, you're not. You might not get a race to to show your form, but you know that you can get to that level. You know you can exactly. You know you know you you know how to get there now, and you just need to consistently have a consistency now, you know, maybe just drop back a little bit and, you know, watch that you don't, you don't train too much, you don't overtrain and you don't lose too much weight. Uh, you know, you maybe put a little bit on again just to make sure that you, you know, you're not, you've got that energy levels for future training sessions and things and, you know, have a, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of half joking about having a beer and all that as, as I'm sure most of you should know. Uh, but but yeah, just kind of relax a little bit because you want you know you want to to keep the ball rolling, you want consistency, you want to you don't want to get hugely caught up. But you've you've done a fantastic block of training, so it's certainly not going to go un, un, unnoticed, and it's certainly not going to go to waste. I think you're right, and I think you the overtraining bit is a quite an important one. I'm gonna and a lot of people will be the same. I'm going to probably have a bit of a down week this week and reassess what I'm going to do. But what's become quite clear in my mind is I want to absolutely destroy London Marathon in October. And, you know, I, my intention was to go 
Drew all going well, go sub two thirty in in London in April, and then look at trying to go two twenty eight, even see if I can go quicker than that in Valencia in December. So I've got so now I'm thinking, well, I actually want to go now keep this going, keep the training going, as you say, in a sustainable manner, and then maybe July, August go back into a, a pretty heavy marathon block again, but keep it ticking over till then. Um, and yeah, but you know, relax on a, on the sort of the stringency of training and all that. But my cons- my difficulty I've got now is I've now got two marathons in seven weeks between uh. London and Valencia. So I think I'll probably gear up to run to PB at London. And PB then, at Valencia. And then see if I can then recover and go again at Valencia. But London will not be a stepping stone. London is the goal. I think I and that's spam on, yeah. I would do that too. Because I tell you what, London, the 40th anniversary, running London October is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime li- once type experience. Oh. It'll be, who knows what, the only time you'll get to train through the summer for London without the hassle of winter training and ice and all that. Um, I uh, Yeah, I think it could be pretty special, actually. What do you think? Are you going to run London now? Because suddenly it's wide open for you again. <laughs> see, see, you know, when you just sit sit back and just see what all these idiots are doing, running 900 miles a week for a walk. And here I am, you know, you know, just in the same position as everyone. Peaking at the right time, Tom. Exactly. It's almost like you knew me. I knew, I knew what time <laughs> and, and Aki were going to run the bath happen. So maybe I'm a, you know, maybe you should put your money on me as a, as a gambler. Yeah, gambler. Because um, I mean, and actually, you talk about your races. So the fling, one thing we talked actually, we found out after we recorded last week after Kyle's talk about the fling. So we're already missing more news. <laughs> the fling, of course, is postponed. So Kyle no longer has the fling. Um, I very much. When's your Hungary Ultra? It's uh, end of May. That's interesting. It's tight, like, it's pretty tight. tight. And I think you know, as as we come on air, I think travel's banned for like three, four weeks to course, yeah. all the EU countries, so, uh, and then those, and then Austria as well, so we've got the Mozart 100, um, so I've I've got a, an elite entry to that. And when's that? Is that June? That's, uh, no, mid, mid-June, mid yeah, mid-June, yeah. Okay. Um, and then that, other than that, really nothing else, I mean, obviously I'm missing that 100k race, the trials. I mean, I'm hoping that gets postponed to another day. Which, yeah. I, I, again, I say I'm hoping. That's you know, it's a, it's it's, a, it's not fair for. I suspect it will though. Which, yeah, I mean, every, I mean, and every cloud, you know, that yeah. you need to then take advantage of the fact that you need to take advantage of the fact it's moved by training for it because we'll come on to the D33. But there's some quick looking lads at ultra oh, right there now. There is absolutely, you know, the the sport's certainly getting faster as uh, uh, as which is great, you know, and uh, I think. I, it, it makes me want to run faster too. You know? I think mm-hmm. you see it's, it's the same. It's, it's a butterfly effect, like the coronavirus. If one person does well, you want to to try and to try and you know. And, and uh, okay, mm. it's 100k is 100k, but you know these guys. It means I'm going to have to try and find something quick if if they run faster than my time. But and then you know at the same time, like if all these races are getting cancelled, the the world champs might even get cancelled. So they might not even yeah. have a trial. So. Who knows? That's it's true. a bit unsettling, but so before, all you can really all you can really do is just train. Well, do you know what? So before, before we go on to the um, the the races, the results from the weekend. I was I actually went. I've got like a calendar. I plan out all my races, and I decided to plot all the races in September and October, August, September, October that be moved. So if I start the last weekend of 
August, right? And I'll move subsequent weekends so you can get a feel for how busy the calendar is. Last weekend of August, bigger, huge 10K. The, there's then a free weekend. The weekend after, on the Saturday is the Antrim half. On the Sunday is the Copenhagen half and the Great North Run. And the Monday is the Boston Marathon. The week after is the Brighton Marathon. The week after is the Berlin Marathon. The week after, on the Sunday the 4th of October, is the Great Scottish Run and the London Marathon and the Loch Ness Marathon and the Chester Marathon. Crathers half that, marathon, local one. And the Crathers half, yeah. Usually gets about 800 people. <laughs> and the weekend after that is the Chicago Marathon, the Manchester half, which they may use for the Manchester Marathon. They've not announced their postponed date yet, nor has Edinburgh. The weekend after that are the Paris and Amsterdam Marathons. The weekend after that are the Barcelona and Frankfurt Marathons. The weekend after that is the New York Marathon. I mean, it's bonkers. Run Geary as well has been... So, and that, exactly. So that's without even going to the local stuff. So yeah. Run Geary, you've got... Um, I mean, I, we were talking about this before we came on. Some of these races need to stop postponing and just cancel because it means that the fields are going to be so spread thin, you know, that it's... I mean, maybe it's good you get you kind of dilute some race demand, but... Um, I mean, I, you know, we've got I've got friends who are lining up who've got entries for Chicago and London now, and you can't do both. The Great Scottish Half is usually the Scottish Mar- Half champs. The London Marathon is the same day. I assume that that won't be the Scottish Marathon champs anymore. Scottish Marathon champs and Scottish Half Marathon champs are the same day. Exactly. Just have a Loch- split for London Half, you know. Now you're talking. <laughs> Loch Ness. That's a great shout, actually. Loch or or your second half, whichever is quicker. If you're Chris Richardson, <laughs> the um the Loch Ness Marathon is on the same day as London. That'll be a hit for them. Oh, that's, you know, that's brutal, eh? That's brutal. It really is. Um, and we haven't even. I mean, Balmoral. We haven't heard from them yet. I struggle to see Balmoral going ahead. Um, the road relays are getting postponed. We know that much. The Alloa Half's getting postponed. Tom Scott, ten miler. We'll see what happens with that. Um. You know, Metro Aberdeen Beach 10K. We've, we're gonna we're kind of waiting and seeing about the rest of the what happens over the next few weeks. Rather than make, you know, I don't know what we would do with that. We need to think about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that by the time we get to June and we've got a bunch of 10Ks through June that they still remain and we can also get back to business. But it's yeah, it's a busy busy race calendar in autumn. One of the things as well that if you're if you if your race day if your race is on even if it if things do settle down and your race goes ahead in September October, many runners aren't going to sign up to races like so you're like Loch Ness race for example like they might they might not be getting entries that they usually get at this time of year because people aren't going to sign up so the chances are as an organizer you're like well do I have to all these road closures and the cost of medals, point, cost of yeah. T-shirts, that's a big gamble to have, isn't it? It's a huge financial yeah. risk to to invest in all that money and, and, you know, all the overheads, like, you know, your your toilets, your hire of your facility, that, you know, that houses your runners, your mm-hmm. your marquees, all that sort of stuff. And you haven't got the, you know, and even the sponsors might not even want to to yeah, sponsor. Uh, so, so it's like, you know, and then there's all these other races that are postponing the event until September. Yes, they've obviously got hit hugely, and you know, and a lot of the a lot of these organisers, that's their income, and uh, you know, and they've got to do something too. And I don't know, it's a hard one. Yeah, it really yeah. is. So um, yeah, so it's a bit of a well, well I mean, that is TRS wise, pretty much what we're gonna all we're gonna be able to talk about in the next few weeks is is, is the ever adjusting race calendar because we have got we'll move on now to race results. We have got race results this week, but 
uh, I fear that it's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to. We're, we're going to have some pretty short episodes for you in the next few weeks, which is fine. If we've got to record a 15 minute update on what we've done, that's fine. <laughs> but I tell you what, listeners, if there's anything entertaining that you want us to chat about, or you know, any people who want to come on the show have got some you know, some better banter than us two or they've got an interesting story, then please let us know and any guests that you want to have on the show, let us know or if you've got any contacts, if you want to, you know, get in contact with them, ask them if they want to be on the show and because that's one thing that we struggle with is to try and get some, you know, some high profile runners on the show and you know, not just elites, uh, you know, coaches, experts in the field, like getting, getting those guys and girls on the show would be fantastic for us. So, Please, uh, you know, use use your use your links, use your contacts, and it'll it'll be hugely appreciative for for the listeners and certainly for us as well. Eh? Absolutely. So talking about you know a fantastic interview we we have on the sh- we have on the show, uh, national cross country champion Jamie Crow. It was an absolute pleasure to to chat with him last week, and uh, and yeah, and congratulations for a, sm- a fantastic win at the national cross country champs, and also a 64 minute half marathon as well. So, and he'll also tell you about his 10k time that he uh, he, he ran as well. So. Okay, so we've Jamie Crow on the show, and Jamie's fresh off a national cross country championship gold medal. So. Firstly, Jamie, congratulations. It's it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, we've had quite a lot of demand for you, and here we are. You're, you're here in a, in a Wednesday afternoon. So how you doing? You fine? I'm good, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's an honour. <laughs> I see a bit of sarcasm in your in your <laughs> No, no, it's good to be on. I, I enjoy the podcast. So. Oh, good, good stuff. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's funny. Um, it, it's it's uh, you know, when 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 you you've 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 made it on, you know, you get on tartan running shorts, you've you've made it in life, eh? So. Uh, yeah, I'll be you know. contract phone calls after this. <laughs> That's it. You know, move over a national cross country championship title. You know, you've you've got to you've got to do it. <laughs> so so yeah. So if anyone doesn't know, you know, a lot obviously we a lot of our listeners are um, you know Scottish based um, club athletes and uh, just general fans of of the Scottish running scene. Um, I'm sure you already know about Jamie Crow's fantastic win at the National Cross Country Championships uh, earlier in in la- well last month now in, in Falkirk, so a commanding win, and um, and and you know and the, the the kind of races that you've 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 ran in the last kind of couple of years has been phenomenal, and just your your rise to where you are now is just so exciting for Scottish athletics, and um, so yeah, but. Before we kind of chat about what you've done and all that, can I take us back to when you you first started running, Jamie? So probably quite a lot of people know my dad as well, uh, Desmond. Yeah, Dead Des, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't yeah, know if you. He is, yeah, he knows. He knows yourself, so. He does, yeah. Um, and do you know what, Jamie? Do you remember? I think I came to your house, and and you must have been about five years. I don't know how old you are, you were, but um, you know, you're barely running probably, and. I think I remember seeing you as a as a kid, you know, and, and there's you know I'm, I'm I'm a lot older than you, mind you, and uh, I just remember Des. I, I think he gave me a lift back to, to his house, and I was getting a lift back home or something like that. Anyway, but I remember that was the first time I met you, you know. So uh, yeah, but you don't have to go as far back as that. You you you, you know you crack on and tell us the story. Yeah, he got me into uh, 
Well, see, he, he would drag me around to all these hill races and uh, watching you guys run up these hills and then basically I had, I had to wait until I was about nine to okay. run. So yeah. I went up to Shettles and Harriers uh, in Glasgow, did a Christmas handicap. I think I, I think I won in my yellow Brazil football top. <laughs> Brilliant. Man. Did you did you only win because it was a handicapper? Yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah. First race ever. Um, my dad probably paid John Mackay a bit of cash to get the <laughs> handicap. Uh, they actually had the photo of me with a trophy out at the Alice Galleys at the weekend. Oh, really? Oh, no. How a, lot more, a lot more rounded face back then. <laughs> How embarrassing yeah. for you. I just, I kind of almost was waiting until I was old enough to compete. Yeah, uh, okay. And then as soon as I was old enough, my dad took me up to the club and I got straight into it. Brilliant. So, so, aye, so you started off at Shettleston then, yeah? Yeah, I started off at, at Shettleston, yeah. Some people yeah. like to remind me of that. Would you? Um, oh, they, tried, they tried to claim, claim <laughs> me as an athlete, as their athlete, but I've had a few clubs in the, in the past. So. Yeah. And what, you, Des, he, Des ran for Shettleston, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. lived in Camus Lang, so my dad ran for Shettleston. Yeah. They had quite a good hill running team at the time, so. The, yeah, they, they can. I suppose they, they kind of still do. You know, there's still a few yeah, guys yeah, sticking yeah, about. Strong, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tom Owens as well. You know, he's, he's yeah, quite Tom, old. Yeah. And, um, to, uh, Matt Sullivan, he was another quick, quick runner too. And, uh, yeah. So, so yeah. So you started off at Shettleston, and, and how long were you there for? Uh, I was there oh, until uh, about twelve, thirteen. Yeah. Okay. So not not too long, like three three years, and then. Uh, we moved up to Dundee. Yeah. And I joined the joined the Hawks. Nice. And I had quite a good group at the Hawks, and kind of got more into competing and stuff. And I, think I did my first nationals for the Hawks. I think I was second. Oh wow! Okay. Under thirteen or something. Right. I was my glory years. Before <laughs> this year. It's uh, I, Do you know I, when I was under thirteen, I got a second place as well. You know, and uh, you know, in terms of. But I never ever won the senior national t- title. But <laughs> it's still, yeah, it's everyone, everyone's cool. best years under thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until until you like you know everyone grows into their own their own body you know their yeah, actual yeah, sizes. Thing, yeah. Uh, but uh, that's fantastic. So that was um, God. How many year, how many years ago was that then? So you're if, if what? Yeah. So I've been competing since under eleven. So yeah. Okay. Uh, like over ten years. Yeah. And, all the Scottish races and that. Yeah, and during that time was were you was it mainly cross cut? Were you doing hill running as well? Yeah, I yeah, I did a lot of hill be, running. Uh, yeah. Just because, like, we'd be going away for the weekend, and my dad's doing the hill race, I'd do the race, and and I hadn't really done any cross country before, and I think I just I kind of came out of nowhere in cross country, but because I've been doing so much hill running, I think yeah. I was quite strong, and yeah. So when I moved into the cross country and track, I seemed to do quite well. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, which the hill running definitely helped with. Yeah, I'd imagine it would. So did you, you know, during your, you know, under 13, um, you, did you continue still doing some hill running? So you were doing like hill running track as, as well as cross country? Was that the sort of... No, I was doing all three. Like I was, I kept, I'm still doing hill running. I still do. Yeah. Just for a, a bit of fun, like on my weeks off. But yeah, I would... Uh, yeah, I was always doing hill races. I, I ran for, like, I kept running for Scotland in the hills, to the home yeah. nations, uh, the world junior stuff. And, yeah, I just kept doing all three. 
So you can't do what you enjoy, really. You didn't have to. You didn't really have to focus on anything at that age. Yeah, I think that's the key, isn't it? You know, if you if you get pushed into a niche that you're really not, you know, comfortable at, or you think yeah. someone pushes into that, and you're like, you know, I'm not performing that well, you can get potentially put off by that. So, um, so so yes, yeah, so it was it was basically as you were kind of growing up, you you know you, you were mixing all three of them, and um, and what about on the track? So were you were you doing you doing shorter distances on the track and things like that or it was like fifteens like... and eights. Yeah. Um tried my hand at a steeplechase. Oh did you? Yeah. <laughs> How was but, that? Yeah, no, I just I, I never enjoyed it as much as yeah. the country in the in the hills. Yeah. But I still I still represent the Scottish schools and stuff on the track. Like a picture of me and Neil Gourley doing the three K at the British schools. Nice, nice. So, but he's on. He's went on to do a bit better things than me. Hey, um, I don't know. Like you know, you're catching up with him. It's uh, it's it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I did all three, like short stuff, hill stuff, cross country. Just it's good to have a bit of variation. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise. Yeah. Um. And what about like you know? Did you did you find what what did you enjoy most? You know, was it cross country or was it hills or did you really just did you enjoy that uh, time or? Probably cross probably cross country. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like because hills and junior races in the hills, like maybe the, the fields weren't as big and you yeah. weren't racing as many people. Whereas like cross country, like everyone comes together in the cross country. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't matter like if you're an eight hundred meter runner or a hill runner, like everyone kind of meets in the middle of cross country, and that's yeah. what I liked most about it. You're you're bang on, you know. It's uh, it's funny when you you know you go to the the Scottish National Champs, especially like the I say the long course. It's the long course isn't really long, but it's you know your eight k, ten k, and um and, and yeah, you've got ultra runners, you've got hill runners, you've got your track runners, you've you've you know you've some some middle distance runners, track runners as well, and your road, your marathons. It's it's brilliant. It's almost like the the go. You know, it's and that's why it's, I think you know the. The national being a national cross country championship is is probably the most um you know prestigious title to have in the distance scene in Scotland and and you know I think someone like yourself having it so it must be it must be awesome you know uh, to to achieve that so so I mean in turn you know you've always been you know I've I've known you for years and your name and um and you've always been around there you know you've always been up there in terms of you know big races and and. Um, but it's probably only like kind of the last couple of years you've really you've just come you've you've gone from from strength to strength now you know during the, your junior years I know you you know you're doing what you were doing and um, you you moved away didn't you you moved away to the the US didn't you is that right Texas Texas yeah so yeah. when did you go to Texas when two thousand seventeen okay. I uh, went for two years on a master's, like a scholarship, uh, studying a master's. Yeah. Yeah, and graduated. Yeah, this summer. So I've been back for just under a year. Yeah, okay. And how is that then? How is it going Going to Texas? was. Yeah, like, yeah. I was, like I was saying, like you were saying, I've always been around, but I was never been, I've never been like the best or like the top three. And uh, just like, enjoying uni life a bit much wasn't running that well thought like the one thing i probably needed is to get away from 
kind of Dundee, my mates, yeah, the, okay. the, the weekend culture here, which which I enjoy greatly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope your mates aren't listening. Your Dundee <laughs> mates. <laughs> oh, they, they know they're horrible. But, uh, yeah, so I thought oh, the best thing, like, spoke to, like, me and my dad kind of discussed it, like, best thing, let's go away for two years, get the head down, see what yeah. we can do. Okay. So, managed to kind of wheel myself into a uni in Texas and just like yeah just knuckle down like it's totally different out there how serious it is and it yeah. just gave me like the opportunity to do proper training wasn't going out every weekend and like getting proper proper races and it seemed to it seems it seems to work so I've come back and yeah I've definitely I've definitely improved massively yeah I'm just looking at some of the you know the results notable ones when when you went to texas so you were it was 2018 was it 2017 2018 that you went to texas yeah 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 um in some matters and cracking performances now I'm, I'm, this is just your 20 I'm, i've got your power of 10 you see um mm, and uh, <laughs> there's one yeah. i'm just going to mention your telford 10k 7955 what, what was that about what was that oh <laughs> <laughs> what was that yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bad day at the office. What, what happened? Did you did you hop nah, or I something? I didn't do it. All oh, right. No, nah, I think so. Oh, I think, I think, okay. uh, we'll keep that off think, the record uh, then. <laughs> yeah, I think I may have annoyed them that much. I think I was saying I was going to do it for ages, and yeah. then I just didn't go up. So they've obviously, as punishment, put me down as a seventy-nine minute. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> well, so, anyway, going going from from that, you know, that that seventy-nine minutes to. Uh, you, you ran, I think it was a San Francisco distance carnival, and you ran a, a 10k on the 10,000 on the track, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, on the track, yeah. 29, 39. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that was my first one on the track. Yeah. And it was like, I think it was like 8 a.m. in the morning. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, it was oh, so grim. Uh, I, yeah, you had, I think I had to get up at like 4. Yeah. Because in the States, like, they like you to get up. Do like a shake out, have your breakfast. So I was up at like four a.m. jogging around the, the hotel car park. Oh man! And then doing a ten k like eight in the morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pretty rough, but yeah, yeah. I was happy to go. That was the first time I went sub thirty. Yeah. And it was my first one on the track as well, so I was happy to. Yeah. But I think I missed out. You have to run like the top fifty or go to regionals or something. Mm-hmm. I think I missed out regionals by like zero point a hundredth of a second or something. Ah. At that time, so yeah, yeah it was bittersweet. Yeah, that's an amazing time. Anyway, and, um, and then you know a couple of other ones. You did the Brian Clay Invitational, um, and uh, that was you got a five k fourteen oh six there as well, um, which, which again is a phenomenal result and. Um, yeah, and so that was your 2018 year. You did a couple of... What other things did you do which were stand out there? Um, I see the cross-country. Did, did any, any cross-country there too? I won, like... Uh, I won... Like that year, I won the conference title. Yeah. And I think 20, 2019, I won the regionals. I think it was the first... Um, first person from the field to ever win the regionals. That's amazing. Yeah, and I qualified for the nationals at cross country, which is like a mad race over there. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, the cross, cross country is different. Like my first year of cross country over there, I was in flats for every race. 
Oh, really? Yeah, you didn't have to wear spikes. So I wore flats every race and then came back to Liverpool and it was like up to your knees in mud. <laughs> it's, you can't get up. Imagine wearing flats in a race like that. God, it'd be a... Uh, nah, yeah, it'd uh, yeah. struggle with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I came home and I had an absolute stinker. <laughs> just, I was used to running on these golf courses, lovely, yeah, yeah. nice grass, and pretty sure I got dark halfway around Liverpool. <laughs> Probably did. What's uh, do, do any, you know when you when you do these cross country events um, in the states? Do do any of them wear vapor flies? <laughs> uh, they weren't out. They weren't out then when I was. Oh, they not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I honestly would not be surprised. Aye, they must do. They, you'd think they'd have a rule, you know, like in cross country, you can't wear them. But nah, who knows? It probably never happened. But um, yeah. The boys, they have all they have all the best kit out there, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they're all lining up yeah. orange and pink shoes. Yeah. Well, let's go. Well, let's kind of rewind back to you know when your time in the states, because I think it's quite quite interesting, you know, because a lot of your development kind of maybe kick started there. I mean, you're always running. You've always you've always had that consistency in terms of running throughout your years of however many long. But um, what do you think the secrets were to? For you know, to your success, was it just down to the the training that you were doing, or was it like the culture, or was it like what what kind of made you the, the runner you are now? And uh, you know, any any examples of, of how that looked? That'd be that'd be cool. If for me, it was like consistency. Yeah. yeah. So I'd done. I've been training with Central. It wasn't like the change of group because I had a, one of the best groups in Britain and Sterling, like at Central. Yeah. 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 It was more like I wasn't consistent when I was in Sterling. Like I was, I'd have a great Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I'd go out on Thursday and go out on Friday, and then the whole week was ruined. Yeah. Like over there, I was just every week was consistent. So like the classic when you get your Strava graphs up, like every week like ninety or a hundred miles consistently. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, they definitely the whole. I had so much time in my hands as well. I was only in uni about two or three hours a week. Okay. And the rest of the time, so you're running in the morning and then during the day, like where most things happen is in the physio or treatment room. Yeah. So I meant you just like, you just went down there basically just to socialize, but you end up doing two or three hours of stretching, uh, foam rolling, uh, like core and stuff like that, just because the room's there. Whereas, okay. like, now I've got home, I found I never do any of that stuff now. Still, like, really consistent with my training, but never see me, like, stretching for an hour or anything like that. Yeah. Do you think... Also, the, I think the weather definitely helps as well. Like, I found that this is my first winter in about two years, and, yeah, the, the, they are, you forget how grim they are. <laughs> they are in this. Yeah. Especially... So, like, uh... All you needed was a pair of split shorts <laughs> um, and a pair of trainers, and yeah. that was it. Taps um, off sort of style as well. Tapped off oh. constantly, and it was uh, yeah, that definitely helps as well. Like if you're dreading a morning run, but it's twenty odd degrees outside and the yeah. sunshine, and it gets you out of the bed a bit quicker than it does when you storm Dennis is bathroom yeah. off the window. To be honest, I mean, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't look that much, you know, it wouldn't look that. There's usually folk running about taps off anywhere, and not just in in, in Dundee anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, when Des is up visiting anyway. <laughs> is he? <laughs> is he getting all these uh, throwing pelters, pelters at him, you know, like, uh, 
What do you do with your tap off? Going for a run, <laughs> yeah. especially the dress he's got now. <laughs> I hope you. I hope he does not listen, does he? <laughs> I hope he does. I'm gonna tag him when uh, when this goes out live. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's interesting about you know the the, the culture there, and, and what about your group that you're running with? Were, were they like? Were were you the fastest there? Was it like a group of of kind of a similar pace to you, or or how did that how did that look? That was one thing when I was looking at what school to go to. I wanted to go somewhere where it was other Brits or like Irish as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go somewhere where I was the only Scott and no one could understand what I was saying. Nah, that's good. Lamar's like Lamar University, the university I went to, is known for having tons of Brits. Yeah. And so when I went over, yeah, like we had like six British or six guys not from America. And I only had one American in the team. Okay. So I just meant like we were all new to the States, uh, uh, all new to the college system. And it kind of just made the transition a bit easier, especially like we have to, we have to, we have to live with the guys as well. So you're living, training with each other 24 seven. So it helps like if the group understands like in between our coats, coats and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and the, and yeah, the group, we're all pretty similar level. And I think that helped me. As well, like I've got like a, I need to, if I go into a new group, like I need to prove, I don't know why, but I'm just quite, I'm just competitive. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as I got over there, I was like, I need to show that I'm the fastest, especially like the English boys have never really heard like who I am or anything, Mm -hmm. whereas like all the English boys know each other. Yeah, okay. So I had this kind of chip on my shoulder that I was like, I'm I'm the fastest. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh. Yeah, the, the group was really good actually. Yeah, we had about six, seven boys, all pretty similar, all kind of sub fifteen. Yeah. Run out. All good banner as well. Like it wasn't, it wasn't all serious. We, all, yeah. we had a couple of beers on a Sunday. Oh, nice. Had a good week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, quite right. You know, if you know, if you had a good solid week of training, then you need to, you need to let let some hair off somehow. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what about like you know the types of training you were do you know the sort of sessions you were doing there. Were, was everyone like aiming for the same goal or did everyone have different goals or was it like um you know were they all training for like you know a fast 10k or you know to to do well in the cross country and what's what what were the sort of kind of key sessions that that your group were doing mostly everyone's kind of everyone's kind of doing the same uh training like we do a session on uh, tuesday it could be like six by a mile or um, like ten by a k. Like it was all it was quite high volume stuff. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and then like the big the big day was a Friday. Like I I used to I loved them at the start and then they just become you start not dreading them but they're long days so you get up and you do a ten mile tempo. All right. And uh, they had like a hike they call it hiking bike things out there so it was like a two mile square like if you see on my Strava I used to get stick for it all the time <laughs> it's like a square and it's exactly half a mile each side okay <laughs> so you do five five laps of that ah. and then it was quite good because you could get like water and stuff and um, you used to get ice towels and that cause it used to be that hot yeah but um, so you used to do your 10 mile tempo and then you'd have go home or swing by Starbucks, 
coffee, yeah. breakfast, uh, get a nap in, and then you're out about three o'clock for like eight by three hundred on the track. Oh man. Oof. And then, so the day would end up being about 20, 21 miles. Wow. That's and nice. then, like the evening, you're just, you're absolutely dead. Yeah. Like, we normally go for food to try and get as much, but like the chat at the table would be absolutely normal. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone just a deep body. <laughs> Jeez. So but that. Three days definitely helped. Like, that's definitely made me stronger, like running wise, doing them 10 mile tempos. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So like um yeah so that that's the sort of sort of types of sessions you would do and and I take it that sort of ten mile type session that would be before breakfast and then you would uh you know it wouldn't be eyeballs out I would I would imagine but still at a good pace um and then your oh, you session you have these uh you know, cliff cliff bars yeah 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 wow, they were god god savers like <laughs> or life savers sorry yeah uh, like you'd wake up because it's way too early to have breakfast. Because sometimes we'd have to train at like half five in the morning because it's so hot. Yeah. Uh, so like you'd be having about two cliff bars in the, on the car on the way there to the hiking bike. Yeah, jeez. And the, yeah, the tempo would be pretty controlled and then last lap you can you can have a go. I actually lost, I actually lost my my crown for the, for the lap. Oh, so, no. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah. take it very well in the group chat. But. <laughs> and now, you know, what's... Uh, you know, now you're a national cross country champion. You need to go back in there and just absolutely destroy it. You know. Oh, I'm definitely going back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they got they got the record. They only did an eight mile tempo across. Oh, that's what I was arguing about. Oh, so did they? <laughs> that's awesome. So also when you were there, like I've got a, you know, I want I want the chat. What's uh, this tash you had like? That's a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a fantastic tash. Well, yeah, well, yeah wait, how did you, you know, what was the reason behind that? Was it you just wanted to, you know, get a bit of facial hair in that face or or, or was there a reason for it to put off your competitors? Or tell us about the, the story behind the tash, if there even is one. <laughs> look about 18, like, well, I don't even look 18 because I got ID'd everywhere. <laughs> I actually got ID'd for glue the other day. <laughs> I was 14 to buy glue. Um, oh. And everyone was like, you can't grow facial hair. And I was adamant, I can, I can grow a moustache. <laughs> yeah. I, I can definitely grow a moustache. So yeah. it was, uh, so I went for it. And uh, to be fair, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, I, thought, I thought I'd maybe like, I'd built it up too much about yeah. week three when there was, the growth was coming in slow. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, nah, yeah, so I, just, I was basically just trying to look a bit older. And uh I, I actually end up, I end up liking it. Yeah, I, I think it's cool, you know, because uh, I remember seeing it before and then you came back for a wow, while. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I, I wanted it for, well, I wanted it for my graduation photo to ruin. Yeah. My mum was absolutely furious. <laughs> just, to, just to piss her, her off, graduation. And, I, bet, um, I bet old man Des loved it, did he? Oh, he was, he was a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but that's and, my um, boy. I, I kept it for coming home because... My girlfriend was adamant that I had to shave it. So I made sure I brought it home as a nice surprise. Should they give it for Valentine's Day or something? You know, in yeah, a box I'll, or something. I'll definitely be making a appearance back. Yeah, I think sure. I think you need to, you know, like you know, just it's I think it you know, it could be your signature you know, your signature kinda 
thing, you know. Have, have you got like a, a signature thing that you do or, you know, in the run up to a race or like during a race or like a, you know, a mobot or anything like that? Do you, are you going to, or do you just like, you just run yeah. and, and kick everyone's nah, ass? To, when I was in the States, I used to get, um, four big races, I used to get a V cut. Okay. So like, yeah. basically a V shaved into the back of my head. Because <laughs> um, we used to, <laughs> that's a, this is a side story, but we used to have a wee hairdressers out our apartment. Okay. Um, five few three cuts if anyone wants to hit it up on Instagram. <laughs> Are uh, you sponsored by them? He's making, we used to have like, well, we still have, they have like the tennis players and the football players, they call come around for haircuts. Uh, so we had to be barbers and I used to get a V-cut side shaved into the my back of my head. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Here's <laughs> something like fifteen quid, so yeah, can't afford that. Can't oh, afford no. that the pre-race. I think that there's so like you know if you before a race, I'm 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 sure you're the same, but there's nothing better than you know getting yourself already, getting some clean clean running kit on your best shoes and um and almost yeah getting yourself ready to ready to race. So it you know it certainly psychs me up anyway. So so what it would be you know like. You know, kind of segueing into that. What is your kind of ideal preparation for a big race? Do you, what do you have the morning of? Um, you know, do you, do you do any, do you do anything weird, any rituals, or do you, um, you know, what kind of warming up? Cool, that, that's, you know, that sort of thing. Would you do in a sort of general race? So I always, I always run in the morning. Yeah. Okay. I do like one or two miles. Just because I think I run every morning anyway before yeah. breakfast, so like I always I wake up and I'm not that hungry or just just as routine I just try and do ten minutes in the morning before race. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Not not if the race is like ten a.m. Yeah. Um, but like like for the national I went out and did ten fifteen minutes, uh, in the morning of, and uh, obviously a big advocate of the porridge. Aye, right, the good old the good porridge and banana and then uh. A coffee. I don't. I don't eat that much because I get. I get stitches quite easily. Okay. I've got to like watch what. So I just try and have a small breakfast and a coffee. Yeah. Okay. And that'll be me till about well till race time. If it's like two or three o'clock, I won't eat anything else. Yeah. And what about yeah, trying careful? Yeah. What about warming up? Do you do you just do a normal warm up like anyone else? Or have you got any like? Yeah, I quite I quite like a long warm up. As in like I like to run about three or four miles. Yeah. Before, just I don't know. It just takes me a bit, a bit longer to warm up. So like first two miles, I do it quite easy, and then last if I'm doing three miles, I'll try and run a bit faster the third mile, and then just normal, just your normal drills. And uh, four sessions, so I usually do like two by two hundred. Okay. At the at the pace of the rep I'm gonna do. Yeah. Like the first rep, so if it's like mile reps, and I want to run like semis, so I'll try and do two twos before like thirty five. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks for coming on, Jamie. I look forward to listening to that one. Right, Kyle. As we promised, listeners, there have been some race results and there's been some 
Should we let? Well, where, you choose. Where do you want to start? I, you know, being a being an ultra dafty, uh, I want to start with the D thirty three because, uh, I mean, you you watched the race or you watched some of it, I think, but I was hugely impressed by Jason Kelly met with Aberdeen's three twenty two for thirty three odd miles, average pace six or eight minute per mile, and, and a shitty condi- a shitty day as well, eh? And a big that's, negative split. Some, and I, I saw the negative split. I looked at Strava, and I don't often go on Strava, but bloody hell, Jason. Where did that come from, man? You know, he closed... So, th- yeah, 33 miles, as Cal said, 322 uh, overall time, which is the second fastest time in the course. And you know, he closed with a 235 marathon. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, that ranks about 12th in the, the UK, and probably in the top 10 UK marathon rankings, Jason. And that's and, during an ultra. So I saw, I was at the the AWPR crossing, so I saw the leaders come through, come back through, sorry, around about 27 miles, and yeah, he was five minutes up there, and he was absolutely shifting. And his last uh, few miles were like 5.30s. Yeah, un- unbelievable. And do you know what impressed me about Jason is, uh, I mean, Jason's a guy that, that, you know, I've trained with recently, and he's, uh, he, you know, he, he, he seems to cover all his bases. He's got pace. I saw him at 3K last week when I went down and watched the Metro Aberdeen one. So he run, he's running 3K. He ran a sensational half in London where he PB'd at, what, 69.20 or something? And now he's running... Uh, he won the Fair Esso Marathon in what was quite a comfortable time. And now he's running a 33-mile... So, um, huge range. And I, I guess my only sort of question is he needs to pick a, pick a distance and because I, and I suspect it may be ultra because he looks to be very good at it. I think so. I mean, it's difficult. The thing about Jason, I mean, you know, I'm sure you wouldn't mind us chatting. This is what our podcast is about, chatting about our runners. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's not one to say. He started, if you rewind back three years ago, he was running 130 half marathons. You know, one and a half yeah. hour half marathons, and now he's running sub 110 marathons. And so he's probably got, you know, it's difficult. And I find this too when I started getting quicker and you need to you need to you can yeah a you can try and find a distance but if if you like to just do whatever you want then do whatever you want you know it's running's a free free sport yeah. if you want to run three k's to ultras go for it and um, just be mindful that if you want to optimize in a certain distance and this isn't this isn't for, for just about you know target at jason not whatsoever mm. but it's you know for me anyway you've got to try and find a a distance that suits you and um but Jason no doubt will do that and you know he's just I'm sure he's just enjoying his run and enjoying his racing and doing what he he likes to do and and there he is you know smashing something from 3k to to ultras and and it's you're absolutely right I mean and I mean what an incredible run so 322 for the win he's beaten. Two really, you know, proven ultra guys: Neil Renault, three twenty-nine in second place, Edinburgh C, and John Hammond, three thirty-one. Um, John Bean Carnethy, and you know, that's a, it's a really impressive result from Jason. So, uh, I understand Jason is looking to run the hundred k. I hear that, yeah. Which I, so I'll, I'll be think, very intrigued to see what he converts there. And it's, I think he's he's not in the national the, the national team. There's a, there's an open race as well, I think. Yeah. But, um, I mean, if you know. It's a shame there's not. I don't know if there's any more spaces in that, but I would be inclined to. If I was selecting, uh, you know, if if there was space, I would definitely be picking him for the team. 
Um, I guess you. I guess the the you would say let's like it's double the distance. It is double the distance. You're right. I so mean, you know, it's you, not a case of doubling it and saying that means it's a six, or you know, not yeah. quite doubling it. It's you know saying that means it's a six forty or whatever. You know, let's see. But I I think he's on the right track, and I you know we'll see what the training Jason does. I know Jason listens and. He's a mate of ours. Hopefully, he continues to get big miles in and prepares properly, and he could run something sensational there. He's got speed. He's got endurance. Yeah. He's got head clearly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, fifty k versus a hundred k is a big, a big difference. Say, you know, you're running, you are literally running double the distance. So. <laughs> <laughs> Look at so that. Let me, let me just check that last circle. Uh, yeah, that's good. It's another quote from me. Uh... <laughs> Bloody hell, eh? You know, how so, did I get around 100k? I do not know. You, you, you got around 100k by spending your time working out how to divide 50k into 100k. <laughs> exactly. 50k, right? I'm halfway. Just do that again, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on the results to D33, to wrap that up then, so from a woman's perspective, um, uh, I'll click on gender results here. It was a win for Fife AC's Alison McGill, 417 uh, for, the, or for the first place. Second place was Sarah Mill, Metro Aberdeen. I say that uh, she didn't make our club's weekly update because she hasn't renewed her membership. So Sarah, if you listen, <laughs> renew your membership. Same goes to you, Kyle. You didn't make the the first finisher for Newbridge Junes because you've not renewed your membership. I not. I renew thought your, I did. Renew your membership. You I and your wife. My Scottish Athletics membership. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. You have to pay us as well, mate. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> a privilege. Do you know why I think I haven't renewed it? Is because uh, I think I didn't renew it last year, and I only renewed it two months ago. So. And that right, was the okay. last. Ah, uh, so. see, yeah, if that was the last. I year, must have got okay. confused. Okay, second place, Sarah Milne, four thirty-one. Third place, Kirsten Hawken, uh, in four forty-three. So yeah, there you go. Well done, ladies. And did you did you wrap up the results for the guys? Uh, I did. Yes, it was Jason, then Neil, then uh, John. John, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we're gonna actually we're gonna give uh so both Neil and John shout outs as well. So Neil who was one of the who founded the TRS feature City Limits, John's been on the case this week. So John on his uh on his Strava has clocked a a, a lap about a ten mile lap of dollar. Of dollar. So, dollar. <laughs> so we've now got Aberdeen, we've got Edinburgh covered by Neil, we've got um uh, dollar now covered by by John Hammond. Um, Johnny McBain of Dundee Hawks gave us Dundee last week, and we've also had we had Glasgow as well, didn't we? We had uh, Grant McDonald covering the the length, thirty seven miles worth of Glasgow, I think. That's right, yeah. Jesus, how do you get around Glasgow all the bypass, you know, all the roads and stuff? I'll have to check his Strava when I get you know a day of quarantine in how in the house. Check it, check all these maps. Well, folks, exactly. you need to get your city limits in pretty quickly because we're going to get quarantined quite soon, folks. So, uh, you know, get them in. God, imagine, imagine like, I hear stories about the Italians oh, using yeah. drones to pe- stop people running. Can you imagine if they started checking your Strava saying, you shouldn't have been outside, mate? Well, yeah, that's why I don't run with a strip super anymore <laughs> for that reason. <laughs> um, no, but I think somebody did, someone was running in Spain and then the police stopped them and they pulled them, pulled them over and said, go back to your house. Oh, really? I, I, think, I, I think tomorrow, you know, Tuesday morning, it's going to be enforceable by law, and I think they were giving everyone a warning. But it's like got a maximum; you can get you can get a year's jail for going out for a run. Really, blimey! And you can get a fine as well of like 
X thousands of euros. I don't know how many. The punishment does not fit the crime there. But I mean, if you've you got know. if you've got coronavirus and you're running about, of course well, it does. I get yeah. I, it does, sh- you know, you're yeah. pissing and you know breathing on people and coughing and sputtering. I guess it, yeah. I mean, the thing is, if you take if I was to go out running, or you were to go out running where you are in the middle of nowhere, surely that is. Uh, and you're not going down Alfred High Street. You're going straight out into the the woods or something. Is that? I mean. I know it, there is evidence that there is some airborne transmission of it, but not, I don't know, let's it's, not get into science let's not, experts. But, but yeah, yeah. Well, no gold to prove, folks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, so next results, I'm going to go for the Clyde Bank to Balak half marathon, which was this weekend as well. Uh, and that was a, that was one where I understand there was a bit of a rush on entries as people desperately get scraping to get a, a half before the, <laughs> the shutdown of races. <laughs> Um, that was a win for Campbell Slang Harriers Ryan Thompson in 106.23, which is quite an impressive debut from what I understand. So yeah, well done Ryan. That's uh, that's that's moving. Uh, by himself. By himself, yeah. Because second place was Kevin Wood, so uh, 5AC 108.13, and we know Kevin was about was a bit quick a bit quicker than that in Inverness the week before. So you know that would tend to suggest the course and the conditions maybe weren't the most favourable. So you would think Ryan can with a field and, a, and maybe a better day might go quicker. So that's really impressive. And in third place was John Bell from Inverclyde in 108.38. Um, the, on the ladies' side, it was a first place for a win for Anne Robin, Bell Houston Hires in 126.42. Second place, Sophie Chisholm, Glasgow New Heron Hounds in 127.08. And third place, big shout out to Metro Aberdeen's Kirsty Mitchell, 127.55. So well done, Kirsty. That's a, a great result. Yeah, fantastic results. Do you know what's interesting on the results here for Ballot Clyde Bank? It's the first time I've noticed this on a set of results on, and this is on a like a sort of chip timing website. They've got agenda results. There are two agenda finishers. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So the first agenda uh, was Joshua Fogg, Edinburgh University Heron Hounds, one thirty-seven forty-two, and second place was Andy McLean, Greenock Glen Park Harriers, one fifty-fifty. Ah. TRS, towing the towing the line there. <laughs> I see, and I hear um, Chris Rico was running, eh? He was, yes. And, so, and um, the reason I want to say this is uh, oh, yeah, not not about his time, but I got a, a notification when I was shopping. You know, panic buying. I wasn't really panic buying. So I bet you were. <laughs> I bet you've got. I bet you've got hundreds of bog rolls. <laughs> Kitchen roll. That was all that was left. Cut them into toilet roll shape. Uh, toilet roll size shapes. Um, no. Anyway, what I was saying was. I got this message saying, thought, is Kyle Gregg running the, the, the Clyde Bank <laughs> half marathon today? I thought, what the? And then I looked at the photo, I thought, what the? Jesus, that does look like me. <laughs> and then I, I zoomed in and it was Rico. <laughs> and I was like, bloody hell, you know. So I don't know who should be more offended, you know, myself well, or Rico, I don't know. <laughs> I replied to that message on our facebook feed and i'm looking for i can't find it on the facebook feed anymore it's gone but anyway so when i when i replied uh (laughs) the person who sent the message was genuinely shocked that that wasn't (laughs) i'm like do you guys get that all time basically you're separated at birth time (laughs) which i thought was brilliant so as far as i know i don't think so but you know and uh, anyway, so yeah, great run from our man uh, Rico, uh, guest, interviewee, and host. Uh, he ran a he ran a good uh, a good he had a good run there in in fifth place. 
1056ers behind Gregor Yates, Belgian Harris. So I'll tell yeah. you what, I'll tell you what, you, you could distinguish me from Rico because I don't wear calf guards. Yeah, that's exactly. That's the only difference between the two <laughs> calf Just, guards. I, I'd like to say I've got a bit more head, hair in my head, but I don't know if I do. I'm, well, based on that photo, I don't think you can claim that anymore. No. <laughs> you both need to accept that you're bald. <laughs> bit of ginger in both of us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rico. But... It's, uh, I, I yeah, ran I past mean... him as well. I, I ran past him when I was in my way to work uh, last week, and you know I don't think either of us thought it was our doppelganger. So. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, anyway, well, a bit of light-hearted entertainment for you folks. You know, at least what some of them might find it funny. Um, we're going to chat about the bath half, but I think we've already exhausted that. I don't think there's any other yeah. results in, on that other than uh, my, my mates and, and Jamie Crow's fine second place. Um, yeah. I think really Paul, Paul Pollock uh, took the win there, but uh, great run from Jamie. And his uh, debut half. So I think the last set of results that we'll just jump onto then is the young athletes road races that were on the weekend and just to do a very quick kind of um run through of those results because it's a national champs and we're and since we've had a we've had people highlight this very race to us it's good to share so under 13 girls it was a win for millie mckellen brooks of glasgow school of sport katie donnelly giftnick north ac second place and olivia warboys of kilmarnock uh was third in 915 uh, on the under 13 boys, Oliver Patton, Kilbarkin AAC took the win. Second place, Craig Shennan of Gifnick North AC. Uh, that was a tight one. Eight minutes for Oliver Patton and 8.01 for Craig Shennan, so only a second in it. Third place, 8.11, so just 10 seconds back. Cormac Daly of Shelton Harriers in third place. The under 15 girls, it was a win for Hannah Riding of Gifnick North AC in 14.38. Second place, Valencia Wright, also of Gifting North AC in 1442. And in third place, 1503, was Isla Toms of Fife AC. Moving on to the under-15 under boys, sorry, that was a win for Connor Bell of Central AC in 1303. Second place, Ruben McDonald, Gifting North AC, 1304, only a second back. And then only a second back again was Corey Campbell of Team East Lothian in 1305. So very, a very tight one there. Tell you what, you'd make a good uh, bingo caller. <laughs> and then under seventeen men, this is what this is why we're 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 moving through these. So Jack Patton of Kilbarkin AAC, fifteen seventeen for the win. Second place, and listener of TRS. So big shout out to Alistair Marshall, fifteen twenty five uh, of Livingston AC. So well done, Matt Alistair, on your on your uh, silver hope, national medal. Hope, That's really I hope impressive. He's sixteen years older. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you're, yeah, you're, you're allowed to listen because you're technically you're not. You're, not, you're, you're under, in the under 17s category. And in the yeah, so brilliant result there. And then third place was Lucas Cairns of Inverness AC, fifteen thirty eight. I wonder, is that Ross Cairns? It is. I think it's. Lad. He got. Uh, he also won the Inverness five k uh, last he? week, and he got a sub sixteen minute. Did he? Five k, which is well, fairly man. shifting for for his age, anyways. Well done, Lucas. And then to close out, under 17 women, it was a win for Hannah Anderson of East Kilbride AC in 1739. Second place was Cade Wright, Edinburgh AC in 1749. And third place was Julia Cash, Giftnick North AC in 1753. So there you go. There are the names to watch for the future. 
well attended as well. A lot of the yeah. results, you know, given the circumstances. So well done for supporting the event, and yeah, well done for yeah, you know, I suppose overcoming uh, some of the challenges to to put together a fantastic race. Absolutely. Well, Tom, we uh, we're going to chat about you know, there isn't really any running rants other than the coronavirus, but. Uh, Upcoming races, there's isn't really many. <laughs> <laughs> well, so on the fourth of October is London Marathon. That's the next race. This uh, this weekend, you have uh, a, a list of of park runs you might that might be on, but uh, yeah, yeah. not races, unfortunately. Um, TRS Runner of the Week. Ooh, I'm gonna. Do you know what? I'm gonna give. I'm gonna put my Tuppence in. Alistair Marshall. Oh, Alistair Marshall. <laughs> he was second though. Listener, runner of the week, Alistair. Yeah, exactly. Alistair. You know, I have to, I have to say, and I'm more. Tell uh, your friends, I'm, tell you all your under seventeen friends to, to listen. Exactly. I am very impressed with the uh, with Jamie Crow's sixty four thirty. I didn't realize having not obviously you interviewed him. I, I didn't realize he was running Bath. I didn't even know he was looking at halves. So well, Jamie's not getting, age, he's not getting the TRS run of the week again. I'm putting us. He's had that about three times now. He's, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, true. Does he even listen? I mean, he's been interviewed. Yeah, he does TRS listen. Run. If you listen to the interview, okay. you'll find out. Him and his his Hawk, Hawk Hill mates all listen. So okay, no, cool. I don't I don't think they run together and listen because you know obviously that would be a little bit a little bit rude when they do the Sunday long run. But Aye, that's true. Um... <laughs> I oh I don't know then actually I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep stick to my guns Alistair Marshall. Oh there we go Alistair Marshall. Well done for getting the TRS run of the week. Fantastic. Unless, unless the guy who beat him listens, in which case let us know. <laughs> you'll probably find you'll probably somebody will tell him no doubt. Very good. <laughs> anyway, good stuff. Well, other than that, folks, thanks for listening. As we mentioned at the start. You know, it might end up being quite many slow weeks ahead. So, if you want an entertaining podcast, you need to help us out by uh, getting some interesting guests on, interesting topics, more running rants, whatever you can find. Get yourselves out, out, out in the town, out in the suburbs. Get yourself into the hashtag City Limits um, and, and tag us on Strava, tag us on Instagram, Facebook, you name it. If you want to contact us about anything, if you're interested in some tartan running shorts, uh, tartan running shorts at yes. gmail.com. You can check out our fantastic website, tartanrunningshorts.com. Follow us on Facebook at tartan running shorts, Twitter, follow us on Twitter at tartan run, ta- at tartan shorts. And finally, make sure that you review us as well, because that gives us a bit of street cred in the world of podcasting as well. Uh, ideally five stars, but if not, we're, Highly uh, receptive to constructive feedback too. It does because what we're looking, what we're a lot of the sort of sponsors and things that we're starting to discuss with is, you know, and I, I, you know, really what we're looking to do is get some support from them and actually support listeners and get you some discount codes. You know, we would love to get to get to be able to say, you know, TRS, TRS listeners, here's a code for ten percent off your whatever it may be. So here's a here's a here's a code for the running your running shoes, uh, your trail running shoes, but you can't exactly. use them until October. <laughs> yeah oh, here's a tre- here's a treadmill yeah. for a, a membership Thanks. of an online Zwift or something that other so things are available but anyway so yeah the, as Cal says the more you review us the more um, power we've got to push those sort of things absolutely well on that note thanks for listening folks I hope you enjoyed the episode and uh, yeah we'll, we'll see you back next week there's one thing you can guarantee that TRS will, will continue 
there'll be no cancellations for TRS, that's for sure. Have a good week. Have a safe week. Yeah, be safe. Wash your hands. Exactly. <laughs> See ya. Bye.